Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> um, I'm not going to use a mic because it didn't work the way it was supposed to, and I have no problem projecting my voice. So um, if you have issues hearing, I am also recording it. And so I just wanted, like, two housekeeping-type things before I dive into um, the intro talk portion is that they're all recorded. All the teachings will be recorded for this session. So if you're registered for Bible study and you can't make it to one night or a couple of nights, you will have access to the recordings. So you'll still be able to participate in that aspect of it and hear the teaching, uh, even if you weren't here in person. Um, and just welcome to the first week. We're here. I feel like I've been talking about Bible study just from a planning perspective that I'm like, tonight is the night. We're here. We're doing this. Um, and uh, the other housekeeping is that we are dividing this book. So if you're looking at the book and you're thinking six weeks, don't panic. Four weeks of the book or the study guide that we're working out of will be covered in this session. And then in the winter, like towards the beginning of the year when we come back, we'll be doing the final four weeks. And we've added an intro and conclusion week at the beginning and end of that. So don't freak out that we're asking you to do eight weeks worth of um, study and also the entire book of Ezekiel in six weeks. That is not what we're asking you to do. All right, so um, like I said, our first week here is an intro week. So it did not come from the study guide. There's no official homework for this week. And we're here. I don't have a lot for you. I did want to just touch on a few things regarding some historical background with the book of Ezekiel. Um, I feel like for me, it's not a book that I have spent really any time in or even thought about looking at it because Ezekiel is a book of prophecy. And that can be really intimidating even for longtime believers. And so... um, I wanted to just give a little bit of background, maybe help people feel a little bit more comfortable understanding what we're going into and what the next um, five weeks will look like after this. So um, the author is Ezekiel. So just disclaimer on that one. Um, And like I said, it's a book of prophecy. It can be a little bit intimidating, um, but it's just as important if not more important than a lot of other books in the Bible, I feel like because it's really just pointing us closer to God, pointing us closer to what his plan and showing us a little bit more about his character through what we read and what Ezekiel experiences um, when going through this ministry. Um, And I also think it's important to set the scene for when this book was written and what was going on during that time because it was a completely different audience and we're also bringing it into how it relates back to us today as believers. So um, a little info on Ezekiel. He was the son of a man named Buzi and was of priestly lineage. So he was born into priestly lineage. And so his mind, his focus, his concern um, was already in that zone in that area as far as um, his profession. And so he concerned himself with topics such as the priesthood, the temple, uh, the glory of God, and the sacrificial system. So all of those official type things that were going on um, for the Jewish people, that's where his brain was. Um, 
And all of this really helped and then also shined through when he began working in his prophetic ministry, when he was starting to, you know, give prophecy to these people. Uh, He was one of 10,000 Jews that were brought to a village less than 100 miles out of Babylon called Tel Aviv. So the Babylonians invaded and brought the Jews out of the promised land. So they were living in the promised land as they had been promised by God. And then the Babylonians came in and took them away and kind of divvied them up into different areas. And so Ezekiel was a group of, in a group of 10,000 in this um, village, Tel Abib, um, around the year 597 B.C. And so he's there. They're out of the promised land. They're exiles now. And then five years after getting there is when his time as a prophet begins. So he spends five years living in exile with these people before he's um, working as a prophet and giving them messages from God. We learn um, in Ezekiel 1.1 says that the prophecy began the 30th year, which is typically considered um, people who study it or theologists that would kind of reference his age. So he was 25 when he was brought with the Jews to exile, and then 30 when he started his work. And that seems crazy to me, um, because I haven't even hit 30 yet. (laughs) And I can't imagine what it would be like even living in that world to just be like, okay, and now you're going to speak for God and you're going to give his messages to the people. It sounds a little bit scary to me. Um, okay. He, so he started at 30 and then his, um, prophecy, his ministry went on for 22 years. And I think the other thing to think about during this time is that he didn't leave here and go to other places. This was a very specific group of people. He stayed in the small village with the number of 10,000 Jews that he was exiled with to do this work. So it wasn't Really, he was not a messenger going around doing that. He was very focused on who he was living with. And the people, um, the people that he was speaking to were those that God had exiled due to continued rebellion against him. So this, them being removed from the promised land was a punishment for ongoing continued sin and rebellion and just rejection of God and how he wanted them to live their lives. And so they had this dramatic shift, and now they were in a land that was not their own. And so when we read the book of Ezekiel, a lot of what we're going to read is communicating judgment for sins committed, which is another reason why Ezekiel can seem really scary and intimidating, because I don't always like hearing about God and his punishments. I don't think anybody likes to hear about that. Um, But it's important that we're reminded of the God that we serve, that he is not going to punish, punish us just for punishment's sake, and he is a just God, that he knows what he's doing, and he has a plan. We have a just God, but we also have a gracious and merciful God who only has good in store for us. Everything that he's doing, everything that he has planned, even in the hard times, it's for our good. 
And so that is something to also keep in mind. And in this book, we get a message of hope for the future, which is good news for the Jews that are now outside of their own land. And it's good news for us today that that's the God that we serve. So the big idea um, that I pulled from the little history lesson, it was very short. I wanted to keep tonight brief um, on that, is that, um, again, God does not punish us for the sake of punishment. He's not just doing it so he can throw a punishment out there. In the case of the Israelites in Ezekiel's day, they had lived in sin and rebellion so long, they were confident in their own strength and the strength of those around them that they needed a more dramatic reminder of their need for God. So taking them out of the promised land was what they needed to be pointed back to God and look back to God. So when I was reading that, did it sound a little bit familiar, the characteristics of the Israelites? Because I kind of shrunk in my seat a little bit when I thought about that. Because how often do we get comfortable in our sin? And brush it off and say, it's no big deal. We look at others and we say, my sin's not as bad as their sin. And we continue on our own path. We think it's no big deal and that it's easier for us to live in our sin than it is to look to God and to live the way that he's asked and called us to live. How often do we try to go through life depending on our own strength and even the strength of the people around us rather than turning to God for strength? I've been there more times than I like to admit. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I feel like I just got out of a small season like that. So it's not ancient history. It's not that far in the past. It's happening every day as we move through life. I lost my place, guys. So the book of Ezekiel is a reminder that There are consequences to our behavior. And God will allow those consequences to rear their head if it is the best way to get us to turn back to him and align ourselves with the life that he has planned for us. So it's just another reminder that being a believer does not by any means that we're going to be spared from hard times. And even though our sin is forgiven does not mean that we can just do whatever we want and depend on that forgiveness to make everything okay. We have to take part in that. We have our own part to play when we're following God. The book also gives us, like I said, hope for the future. It speaks of the resurrection and restoration of God's people, and that includes us today. We are God's people. It looks forward to the return and reign of Christ in end times. So there is hope there. When we read this book, we're just reminded that there is a light. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel when, because God is in control. So God has a plan always, and God is working for our good always. And even when many of the exiles were engaged in the sinful and rebellious behavior that led to God's judgment, they'd still sit there and wonder, why? Why, God, is all of this happening? Why 
were we ripped from our land? Why is this happening to us? Why are we being punished? And it's no different today. I'm speaking for myself from personal experience that I've had that mental conversation of asking, why is this happening? Why me? Why now? Or looking at people I care about and why them? Why do these things happen? And then sitting there, quietly waiting for the answer. Doing nothing to reach out to God, to seek him out, to maybe contribute to lightening the load somewhere where I see it's a little bit heavier. And I'm not saying that all of our hard times or our trials and tribulations, all of those things are a direct result of our sin. That's not what I'm saying at all. But over the next five weeks of the study, we'll have the opportunity to dig deeper into those hard feelings, to sit in those hard times and be reminded to seek the Lord during dark times where we feel lost, an opportunity to examine our own lives and where we might be falling short, and then again aligning ourselves with the one true God. And hard times don't always look like a lost job or you know, financial struggle. It could be feelings of anxiety. Why, like, why am I overwhelmed with all of this anxiety? Why am I sitting in this? Why am I feeling this way? And why am I being allowed to feel this way? It's not always exterior things. It can come from inside, too. It can be an internal struggle as well. In all of those moments, we are pointed back to God. And the more we seek him out, the more we investigate and do that, the easier it will be to hear his voice and to follow his plan and to know if what we're doing is really in line with what he wants for us. I wanted to keep tonight short. Like I said, I didn't want to take up too much of your time with intro. There really wasn't too much historical background that I felt um, would set you up as well for um, the next five weeks. But I want you, as you're going into your discussion groups and getting to know each other and starting to make those connections, to think about, um, I have four questions. You can take them or you can leave them. Totally up to you. Um, But the first one is going into the study, what are you most excited about? I'm sure many of you have flipped through the book or at least read some pages, curiously wondering what kind of questions you'd be expected to ask or what you might be talking about in your groups. But when you heard that we were doing Ezekiel and you saw the study guide, what were you most excited about going into it? And then what makes you the most nervous? For me, it's the fact that we're studying the book of Ezekiel. That's enough for me to be very nervous about this study. It might be something different for you, or it might be the same. Talk about that. These, um, the women that you are going into group with, they are your community while going through this book. And I can't think of a better way to study the book of Ezekiel than with a group of women to support and talk you through all of those dark times and hard feelings that might come to surface when you're going through it. How does it make you feel to hear about God's judgment and punishment on the Israelites? 
And then the last thing is what stood out to you from the introduction message, from anything that I said. It could be any single word or phrase or maybe nothing stuck out to you. It's totally fine too. But if something did stick out to you, what was it and why? I anticipate maybe a lot of hard realizations through this book, a lot of wonderful insights as well. Um, But I want to allow you guys to kind of pick at those questions now while you're getting to know your your groups. We have new people. We have veteran Bible study people here. So I'm very excited for what the book of Ezekiel has in store for us in this first half. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to start out by saying thank you for the opportunity to be here, the opportunity to gather um, with fellow believers, um, sisters in Christ, and dive into your word. We may not always understand exactly what you have in mind for us, but we know that we can trust you, and we know that everything is for our good, and all that you want to do is be closer to us. And so I pray that the women in this room hold tight to that as they go through this book and we're um, talking about how to navigate feelings of doubt and disappointment and to focus on your goodness, Lord. And I pray just a blessing over all of the different groups and all the different women that make up the groups that they would have those life-giving and supportive conversations during this time as well. We need to be in community with one another, and it's just so wonderful to be able to do that here this evening and over the next five weeks. And I pray all of this in your name. Amen.